me how to say ladies and gentlemen in gender neutral terms. Hey yo! Hey yo! We're so very glad to see you cause we're getting kinda rowdy and we've got a lot to say And we're gonna try and do our very best to entertain you and we hope you'll be delighted by the time you go away That's pretty exciting, right Omega? Indeed! Yeah, right? HIAC Talk Radio is always exciting You will deal with that Atlas harshly Thank you, broke it And you're listening to Hell in a Cell Radio The Hell in a Cell Talk Radio Hell in a Cell Radio Hell in a Cell Talk Radio. Hell in a Cell Talk Radio. Listen, I'm not saying that James Harden showed up like he should have. Maybe they pay him. That's all I'm saying, Craig. Well, all I'm saying is that whenever James Harden uh, doesn't want to play for the team that he signed a contract to play for, he winds his way out of town. Yes, he's winding his way out of town right now. Yes, but the thing is, James Harden is no longer, even though he led the NBA in assists, he's no longer the NBA scoring champion, the former MVP, the one, the the team that, you know, uh, the player that so many teams wanted, including mine, um, back when James Harden dropped in 50 on us in the Houston uniform. He's no longer the most feared shooter in the league outside of stats. And thing is, he still thinks he is and that we can get a fair and equal price for him. And when we couldn't, now it, now Daryl Morey's a liar and I don't want to play for any organization that had Daryl Morey in it. Um, well, unfortunately, that's not how contracts work, sir. No, uh, but you see, he, since he's wind his way out of town, on two other occasions, he thinks he can just do it this time. Um, and we're not completely blameless in this. I'm sure Daryl Morey thought he could get an adequate deal for. Oh, Jim. no, not at all. Right. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and when he didn't, now that he, now he's the liar all of a sudden. Um, but uh, we still have basketball to play. Um, it does mean. No, I'm not happy at all that this is happening to my favorite basketball team because we've always been free of embarrassment. I thought we were done after the whole Ben Simmons debacle, but we're back. And it would be worth the headaches if we had an Eastern Conference championship appearance over the last eight years, but we... Don't even have that. And I'm looking at the players that we did have, um, namely Jimmy Butler, go on to much success after being a sixer. And I'm looking at the common denominator. It's the organization itself. And now the owner owns the the Washington whatever the fuck they're called this week. Yes. Yeah, it's great. It's fine though. Yeah. So and and here I was worried that oh he's going to turn Washington football team into a, a winning organization. Uh, <laughs> and he still may, and he still may and that's the thing we always play well in the regular season. It pains me so much to say this, but it's so true. 
the Philadelphia 76ers are the Dallas Cowboys of the NBA. NBA, yeah. We, we look great in the regular season. During the season, everyone will pick us to go to the finals or to win the Eastern Conference. And nothing. And year after year, we're disappointed. Year after year, it's the same old thing. The difference is it, the Cowboys at no point ever had an MVP on their on their roster. We yeah, have, I was going to say the only difference is, is the 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 ownership and the management is not wasting an absolute generational talent superstar uh, yes. like Joel Embiid. The Sixers are. Yeah. So that feels good. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, what do we do going forward? Because. Uh, as of right now, and it does not look like the Sixers are going to find any trade partners for James Harden. And if James Harden is going to play for Daryl Morey, then we have another Ben Simmons situation on our hands. And uh, man, my man better show up, play. Yeah, well, but even so. if he if he does, the way that every other team has gotten better, significantly better around us. Boston, Miami, especially if they get Dame. Milwaukee's Milwaukee's healthy. You know, we're not even... And as much as I hate them, the Knicks are getting better. Cleveland's getting better. So, um, we need to do something. Man, you better you better find something, Daryl. Yeah. Daryl. Daryl. Yes. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> oh man. I don't know. I'm just rooting for I'm just waiting. As you can see, I'm ready for I'm just ready for football. I, I'm, I'm gonna ready say for I think football. that sail that, that sail has shipped. Yes, that, that train has sailed. That monkey is wrenched. That monkey has flown. The ass is pained. Yeah. The ointment is flown. <laughs> um, go, no, go ahead. No, I, I, well, especially now I'm I'm looking at um and reading all the training camp observations, and it's so rare when a team goes to a Super Bowl and then gets draft picks that make them better than they than they were, and it it was so weird looking at the first um preseason game I was hosting my uh, party and I had the game on and I was disappointed because every time I saw the game the Eagles had the ball which is traditionally the thing I look forward to the most I wanted to see the defense I couldn't oh, wait yeah. to see the defense well apparently um, who the fuck did they even play in the preseason I don't even remember now they play Baltimore oh yeah apparently Baltimore is the greatest team now well, uh, yeah, because they've won twenty four straight preseason games. Yes, and they only won the and they lo- won this one by a whopping one. Yeah, well, because we went for two. Um, that's the only reason. Scored, yeah, I hope you know it's preseason. That's why they went for two. Yeah, but nobody else cares. Um, here's what I also don't care about. Uh, CM Punk ran his ma- ran in mouth again. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. So, um, 
Yeah, so apparently he got into it with Dolph Ziggler's brother, uh, Jungle Boy, uh, wouldn't allow Adam Hangman Adam Page in the building, or Matt Hardy and um, somebody else. So I don't, and I'm fine with that because I in Collision is one show and. Uh, Dynamite and Rampage are a completely different show because I like Collision. That's why I was watching it while SummerSlam was on because it's and it's sad because Collision got the worst ratings it had in a month because it was opposite SummerSlam, but it was probably the best show they ever did next to the um, FTR uh, Juice Robinson and um, um, Jay White 58-minute tag team match. Uh, they put on some excellent matches. They've had some... I mean, it it, re, it reminds me of, an, of a Saturday Night Wrestling show. It reminds me of old TBS stuff. Even if they didn't bring back the stars like Ricky Steamboat and Arn Anderson. Yeah. Uh, it's got a great feel to it. So, yeah, I wouldn't want Hangman or uh, Matt Hardy anywhere around there. But when Nick... <laughs> Nick Nemeth posted a soft, that Punk is the softest man on earth or something like that, and Punk got into his face. Um, how did you feel? Are you are you pro pro Punk, anti Punk? Man, I used to. I am. I am meh Punk. I I don't care. I used to be pro Punk, mm-hmm. and very quickly after the original, after him leaving WWE, and it wasn't the podcast because a lot of things he said on the podcast with Colt uh, Cabana, I was like. Yeah, I can, I can see that going that way. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, you're right. You don't call him Phil. That's disrespectful. Uh, yeah, that's right. You don't bother him when he's trying to uh, get something to eat and get a go. Right. Yeah, I agree with that. I So a lot of things I agreed with. However, um, there's a lot that's happened since that I'm like, yeah, you are soft, man. You sound like the softest little shit in wrestling right now. You really do. Who cares if he said something to you? What are you, 12? You're not that good. Especially in AEW. Who cares? Who cares? Um, I That's how I reacted. I... I, I I don't care. Uh, it was very funny to see. It was my friend Jen Mint that said on Twitter, if CM Punk left the wrestling business and disappeared tomorrow, it would be for the best. And the amount of <laughs> mouth readers <laughs> that came at her was very humorous. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I even had one block me. He was acting very big and bad. And I had him block me. Uh, because he has a known, um, unproven but known, very well known in the circles, rapist in his cover photo, Darby Allen. I uh, said, "Wait a minute, yeah, Darby Allen is your album. Get the fuck out of here! You don't have a say in this game at all. Be quiet." And I got blocked. I was like, "Oh, he's not so tough." That's what I thought. It's just <laughs> IWC stuff. Gotcha. Um, I, I think PM, 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 PM Punk. Punk. Yeah. 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 PM Punk. CM Cunt. Um, <laughs> PM's Cunt. Um, that's two. I think he gets off on this. 
Yeah. I think I, I think it's part of the old NWO WCW Bischoff. Is it real? Mm-hmm. Ooh. What's going on? And I just couldn't be more disinterested. I I I didn't even know about it till yesterday. Well, no, last night. Okay. I and then I caught up on it. I was like, that's interesting. That sounds about right. But why can't he just shut the fuck up? I don't know. I I I I want. Oh, hold on. Technical difficulty. I think we'll be okay. I want very badly your AW uh, to get better and have good shows and get better ratings, and I want them to be better. Um, I don't see think CM Punk is that guy outside of Chicago. Uh, I do not anymore. Yeah. Um, I think it is better uh, again only on Saturday and on Saturday. Oh, the ratings yeah. that that punk gets uh, bear that out uh, because like him or not, uh, people will watch when he's on and uh, uh, unlike the Rampage and Dynamite um, viewers on uh, Collision, the ratings actually go up at the end of the night as opposed to going down. And the reason they're going up is because CM Punk is the main event. And when CM Punk is the main event, the ratings go up. So um, I, I get it um, about Punk and how fans feel about him. And when he's getting booed, uh, usually, you know, he only gets cheered in, he gets cheered in Chicago, but he gets cheered other other places too. But now he's getting a mixture of cheers and boos. Uh, whether that's because they're Young Bucks fans or not, and I'll get to Young Bucks in a second. But um, right now, he is the only person outside of MJF that moves the dial on AEW. So I think if Punk did leave, that would be the worst thing that happened to AEW because he's the only one right now that's that people want to see. I don't know. In CM Punk, I just see another old man that hasn't left. Okay. I don't see any difference in him uh, in Ric Flair 20 years prior. How old is CM Punk now? 40. Yeah, uh, what's the difference? Well, he's like, oh, well, you could, I, one could he's say 44. that. Uh, he's, he's 44? Yeah. Okay. I well, just checked. I was just, I was just checking. That's all. I was just. And, and so, yeah, and would you call know. him an old guy who doesn't know when to leave? Well, he's getting there. Yeah. So, yeah. Says the Sting fan. Yeah, no, but I've acknowledged on this show that he probably should be doing something else. Probably. I've also I, I, and I've also acknowledged that even though I like it, you could probably first of all, he's with Darby Allen, and I'm like, oh, oh come on, man. Yeah, put him with anybody. Paint somebody else's face if that's the if that's the common denominator. Mm-hmm. It, it starts and ends there. Darby Allen ain't no Sting. No, never will be, never yeah. gonna be, never was. Yeah. Uh, n- number one, number two, that you put anybody else in that spot, both of those spots. If it was just a manager position, I would have no complaints or reservations whatsoever. Like Tully Blanchard getting mm-hmm. hands on somehow as a manager, matches at this point. Yeah, 
I, I, uh, and people were calling him old mm-hmm. when the WCW was running still, and he was still in the main event. So, yeah, I do view CM Punk the same. I like CM Punk. Well, I did. I, you know, I it just, it ain't worth the aggravation. You're okay. not getting a ratings boost enough. You're not getting a ratings boost enough, especially on this show where we talk about what a joke it is in the first place to justify paying that and keeping that on all the time. Mm-hmm. With all this drama, when you have people there that have been there longer, I don't think they have a prayer in hell with the current talent roster. I'm just saying, I don't think CM Punk alone is enough to get that. Oh, no, CM Punk alone, no. But it, on what they're doing on Saturday is is making new stars and promoting um, a different brand of wrestling. I mean... On Saturday, I'm seeing Ricky Starks every week. If he was on Dynamite Rampage, we'd see him once, and then we wouldn't see him again for another three months. Um, there's continuity there. I just feel, I find it I just find it interesting that we're always talking about ratings and and hanging out too long and. Mm-hmm. She's fucking CM Punk opening his mouth, alienating everybody else. I and and here's the thing, I agree with him about the elite. I don't give a flying fuck, a flipping fuck into a donut. I heard that this past week, and I had to use it. Good one. I think I think I still butchered it, but the point is made. Yes, William Freakin. William Freakin. Mm-hmm. God rest. <laughs> uh, God, I don't believe in rest his soul. Um. Uh, I don't give what did he say? I don't give a flying fuck into a whole donut. Okay. <laughs> what Al Pacino thinks. Mm-hmm. I give a fuck what Tommy Lee Jones thinks. Tommy Lee Jones, who puts every every inch of his soul, every second into every role, no matter how big or small it is, Al Pacino is the same every movie, mm-hmm. which is a wild hot take. But when you think about it, after Scarface, you're like, yeah, he's kind of right. But I just like the whole flying fucking to flip high flip back high back that you never know not. I I I don't I don't know. I, I I don't give a fuck about the elite. The flying fuck into a donut, as I said, mm-hmm. about uh Kenny Omega, the young fucks, <laughs> um and the other jerk off that uh, let left and yeah. is now you know, Cody in the WWE. Mm-hmm. I don't care. I think all elite wrestling is still a stupid name. Um, and uh, start your that start there, work your way forward. I'm still bitter about Nyla Rose not dominating the fuck out of every division in that goddamn company. Mm-hmm. I I can't get past that point. And yes, I'm a bitter old man. Literally, I turn forty tomorrow. <laughs> so I will yell at this cloud. Say, shut the fuck up, Phil. Jesus. Gotcha. And go home, Steve. Jesus. God damn it. Jesus. How many, how many, you see, now we mentioned last week, how many uh, WrestleMania in Philly next year, how many motherfucking 
ECW Philly based wrestlers are they going to throw at us that weekend while ignoring anything they built in the last the, the year up to it 20 how many shows are going to run at the 2300 arena? Uh. Yeah. Well, my problem with the Young Bucks and, and Kenny and it's their ilk, uh, no, they're not talented. Well, and, but because they're, they're just like it's a horrible idea to give uh, any wrestler creative control, um, making your current wrestlers your, the, executive vice presidents in your company recipe for disaster because the Bucks are only going to put over themselves and their friends. And that's it. Um, Which they and, have proven time and time again. So the thing that, yeah, so the thing that, that bothered me the most about this past weekend's show was when FTR, the legitimate best tag team in all of professional oh, wrestling, yeah, called out the Young Bucks for their third match in the rubber match and for Wembley stadium, um, which is great and all, but you know, there's no way in hell that the bucks are going to lay down for FTR, even though that's what would be best for business because the bucks have to show that. I mean, everyone's chanting FTR, even when they weren't on the card, no one's chanting for the young bucks. And when the bucks got a, got wind that there was a team that was more popular than them because they're better than them. They don't want any, they want nothing to do with that. So they have to squash that. So that's the only thing I'm unhappy about um, is having, and the match hasn't even come, has, hasn't happened yet. It's going to happen. And I, I'm upset because I pretty much know the outcome and anyone who knows anything about wrestling or anything about the Young Bucks already know the outcome that the uh, the Young Bucks are going to beat FTR because only because they're the EVPs of the company and because they're jealous of FTR. They didn't want to put them over a year ago when because that would have given that would have given FTR all the belts and can't have that if you're the young bucks. So they had to create a six man championship, have the bucks lose their tag team titles without getting pinned in a three way genius. So then they can get a six man title so they can have belts and play with their friends. So uh, the young bucks are everything that's wrong with uh, AEW. The elite is <clears throat> everything that everyone thought the click was. Yes. With half the talent. Yes. Including Big Sezzy Kevin Dish. Yeah. Here's a hot take for you. <laughs> that was not on purpose. No. But I'll take it. Oh, yeah. I was just but... so, I was so excited going into this weekend, Craig, and I just was like, oh, most of it. SummerSlam. SummerSlam. Hey, WWE ended up being the best show of the weekend. In my opinion. It did. Um, if you, uh, yeah, they had, had the best matches, had, uh, the the best endings, uh, Cody versus the LA, Brock. The LA um, Knight pop was nuts. 
Like we yes. didn't expect it, but of course it was. Of course it was, and they found a way to shoehorn him in, um, to uh, to having him win a meaningless battle royal, but still, uh, the fact that he they made up a match so just so LA could win, um, it would have been better had he won the uh, United States um title tournament. Uh, to face Austin Theory because there was no United States Championship match uh, on the card. Rhea Ripley, who was the most popular female in the company, didn't have a match. That bugged me. Um, you did bug the you, shit out of me. Even though, uh, and I there. would argue, Craig, I just want to put an asterisk. Probably one of the most popular talents in the company. Period. Yeah, but put she didn't have anybody. But she didn't have a match at SummerSlam. Dominic's your biggest heel in the company. Didn't have a match at SummerSlam. Um, I appreciate them bending over backwards to throw LA Knight a bone by making up a battle royal for him. But, you know, your your top stars in your company. Rhea, you could just write it from the beginning. Exactly. Uh, Rhea, Dominic uh, should have been somewhere and not just interfering. Um, the, I'd like to see Cody get a significant win over Brock. Um, the only thing that was stale was the the bloodline, and the match itself. It was tribal with the tribal rules that that meant no tribal one could combat tribal combat, and it meant no one can interfere. But yet there was nothing but interference throughout that whole match. <laughs> it's like you kind of lost me there. Yeah, kind of screwed that up. That's not their fault. That's writing right there. Yeah. I still I'll still back that up. Not mm -hmm. the match, but the, the bloodline. Yeah. But has the bloodline jumped the shark? No. What, no, what I, else I don't care. No, I don't give a fuck. I don't care. Recycle the whole fucking thing and do it over again. I'm so fucking tired of having this conversation. And I'm not cursing at you, Craig. I just want to be clear. I'm so fucking tired of having this fucking discourse about the fucking bloodline storyline being too long. But it just fucking talk shit used to last for years. I don't want to hear. This doesn't have anything to do with evolving and being better. We just talked about it on uh, on the Stadium Journey podcast about perhaps maybe fighting in hockey is such a good idea when all these guys that were enforcers that took shots to the heads all the time ended up killing themselves because of all the pain and the anguish and the drama and the PTSD and the voices in their head and all the mental health issues that went with it that perhaps we need to move on from it. Uh, there's nothing wrong with long-term storyline telling. I don't care if this lasts another two years. I'm not saying Roman Reigns has got to keep the title. I want to be clear. I'm not saying Roman Reigns has to keep the title. In my opinion, when they introduced the WWE, do you think I was sitting on this for a while, Craig, by the way? You think I was waiting for your answer? Uh, and, and, and if we disagree, that's fine. I just, I've been waiting for you to go for this so I can get this out because I've been reading and not getting involved. Just bad, 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 about the fucking bloodline being too long. Shut the fuck up. I feel like Lewis Black. God damn it. Uh, as soon as they introduced the World Heavyweight Championship, you and I both said that other title is pointless. Yes. There's no point. I understand why they're keeping it on him and what he means to people. And as a wrestler and that championship, I understand what they're trying to do. It's meaningless when you have another world champion. I'm sorry. I can't get past that kayfabe or, or, or otherwise. It's stupid. Other than that, I don't give a fuck who super kicks who for another year. Bring it on. I love those guys. I love seeing them involved. I like that they're committed to it. 
when we've been seeing for the last 13 years all of this hot shot shit. Ah, he reveals a he removes an eagle shirt and he's got another eagle shirt. <laughs> um I, I I I don't care. I don't care how long it lasts. I like what's happening. It was just different enough. It's just like we said, in my opinion, Craig, mm-hmm. it's just like we said, it's chess at this point. You yeah. can use different pieces and use them to do same kind of maneuvers to get to the same point, but you can change the combination so many different ways and they're pumping out kids still that family as we're as we're speaking that could go on for another 20 years and restart up again the bloodline storyline will never 100% die how long will it go for the main story I think like I said it's going till 40 in Philadelphia next year well the uh, the clip has been by the way what you say Quitting be damned, by the way. Eric, yeah, of course. Um, the a uh, clip has been was unearthed, um, earlier this week or late last oh, over the weekend of Jimmy and Jay saying that their dream match would always be the uh Jimmy versus Jay at WrestleMania. So that's where they're headed. Um, my my problem with the bloodline, it's been very you know well, um, played out so far. Um, if Jay's gone, left the WWE, um, the, the thing is the, my problem with it, it's the same four people all the time. And like you said, inter interacting, bring a new piece. I'm, I'm ready for a new piece, uh, sure. a new player in it. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah. Just you know, switch piece. Yeah. I, and I'm not saying this is a perfect opportunity for Jacob Fatu or anything, but um, someone else. I mean, even you look at the um, um, Judgment Day. They just brought in. They bring Daddy back in. That new kid. Yeah. As so, a manager, don't do Sting. Don't do the Sting thing. Uh, but I. But right now, since Jade's gone, I don't know where you go with with the bloodline. Now I don't like. Uh, obviously, it's where the bloodline turns. But we don't even know who who's Roman's next opponent. No, and, and you can tell that story in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, also, I, I, I just want to say in, in, no, in no world, in no breath in my body, in no thought in my mind, do I think that uh, uh, Jay's actually left the WWE. He hasn't. Uh, the fact yeah, that he you. made thank a you. point on the commentary that Jay Uso has removed his name from the WWE webpage. Oh, did he himself? He hacked in and did it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's pretty good. Um, no, but I think right now that is the that is the twist. It's a little twist, and I know it's not what you and I might be waiting for. But that can come at another time. Yeah, I don't think there's a time limit on stories, unless a, a, a good one. If, if you're doing, you know, Natalia farting again, maybe two weeks is a bit. That maybe after two weeks you can stop that one. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, let's go. The cycle of death beginneth again. We're going into WrestleMania. 
if I don't say Jay and Jimmy in some sort of combination fighting each other at some sort of match, I will be disappointed at this point. Because uh, I called that. I called it last year. And I do think to answer your, your question you asked a while ago and to double down on it, I do think he has enough star power. You heard the reactions. Yeah. To main event uh, or semi-main event WrestleMania, co-main event WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Will it be for the world title? I don't know. Pick one, WWE. Then talk to me. Because yeah. if there's two, I won't care. Well, there's two nights of WrestleMania. There's night one and night two. I don't need two belts on both nights. No. You know, I, and 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 uh, um, and I am, and I will say this, coming out of SummerSlam, I am very much looking forward to Shinsuke and, and Seth. Yeah. Did you read the, uh, the uh, English translation of what uh, Shinsuke said? No, it's night. What did he it whispered in his ear? Uh, no. What he when he when Michael Cole? Oh, the the, the 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 Michael Cole thing. No. What did you What did you say? Um, he was. I was just showing you who I am. Um, <laughs> nice. Yeah, but no. What he whispered to Seth, we still don't know, and I think that's going to be the point of conjecture going forward. And it was an awesome and and I think, in my opinion, it was a very well done moment. It was my only, my only, not problem, um, was him going over Bronson Reed. I don't think Bronson Reed should be getting beat at any time right now. Um, that's your he's that he that's yeah, your crusher, that's your crusher Blackwell. That's your that's your Bam Bam Bigelow. He's got to squash I everyone. I don't understand either company's bookings as far as nonstop guys or yeah. girls. I don't get it. I don't under I don't understand why that had to change so much. He he can lose once in a while. No, he can't. Mm-mm. He shouldn't. Yeah. Not unless yeah. he finally challenges as the bad guy to the good guy, and you want the good guy to go over clean. Bronson Reed has mo- is is your monster heel. You don't have a monster heel. You tried to make one with Otis, that didn't work. But here you have a legitimate badass who can work, who can co- and that splash is epic Monstrous. off the top rope. Yeah. Come on, mm-hmm. man. You know how much money you can make with that? With that guy? Build him up. Apparently Don't have him lose know. to anyone. I understand you You want to see Shinsuke uh, do that, but have Shinsuke go over anyone else but Bronson Reed. That's who you're... That's your future right there. Um, The other uh, big... I mean, we've seen now, you know, Shinsuke and and uh, Seth. Uh, the other feud that's potentially could be very entertaining as far as watching um, the aforementioned L.A. Knight and Miz. Uh, their promo battle was trending worldwide on Twitter like a day and a half after it happened, and it got a million views that the night that it aired. I mean, everyone was talking about this because both guys like dug right into each other and wasn't weren't holding anything back. This is the first guy that I think can hang verbally with the Miz. Yeah, and you know how I feel about the Miz uh, as a heel, as a wrestler, and as mm-hmm. a heel. I like. There's no. Never been shy about that. And, you know, I'm hard on sleeve and everything, even when I'm sleeveless. Yeah. Um, But 
I think the Miz has been one of the best and sometimes not, if not the best worker for years. Yeah. And as far as promo guy, don't think there's a lot of guys that are better. No. For a long time. Mm-mm. And to see him in LA Knight go after it. Listen, all I'm saying is that it wasn't hard to convince me that LA Knight was a guy, was the guy or the next no. guy or whatever they're positioning, positioning mm-hmm. him to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just, just hold fast on him. Yeah, Vince is not there anymore. Vince went home and pretended he had another but neck injury. So you got nothing to hide. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. And with Miz, what makes Miz such a. I was going to say awesome. Um, <laughs> wrestler. Uh, Miz loses or puts L.A. Knight over. That doesn't hurt him at all. No. You know, it for so long, and because you can trot Miz out against anybody, and uh, he's going to get he's going to get booed. He's gonna he's he's the best. Um, Dominic is the best heel in the in the in the company, uh, strictly because of his association, because of of who he is. Miz is just a heat, you know, magnet. You know. Dominic is just by circumstance, and because the fans are now in on it, like every time he talks, let's boo as loud as we fucking can. It's, it's so awesome, and people yeah. are arguing if that's a good enough reaction. Yes, 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 it is. Oh, he that is one of the goals. Yeah, if you're gonna boo so loud every time the man speaks to drown his ass out. He won. He did his job, and I mean that in the most respectful way possible mm-hmm. uh, to the fans. Boo him. Boo him. Boo him. Yeah, uh, and I and I do want to point out. Remember when he debuted, and both you and I, both you and I, were like, I don't know. He looks like I mean, he looks like he's legit, and he actually put. And I and I remember saying, it looks like he actually he's not David flaring it. He put no. time and soul into it, and we both were still like, I know, but still maybe a little bit of the what's the word? Um, family members getting you in. What is it? Nepotism. It still might be a little bit of nepotism. I think we're miles past that at this point. No, and what I I have to keep reminding folks um, about uh, Dominic, uh, he was trained by arguably the greatest luchador of all time. Yes. So he knows what he's doing in the ring in, and out of the ring. Me. Yeah. Uh, and like his father before him, and like every luchador worth his salt, he started incredibly young, um, working out, training, you know, with his dad. Um, Eddie Guerrero, you mean? Yeah. Um, but it, again, that I won't make that joke. I think it's hilarious. But all the Guerreros started when they were teenagers. Ray was 14 when he first got in the ring. So, again, um, he know, he's a, a seasoned vet, but you can see since being a heel. Because, you know, what his, well, who was his first feud with? His dad. The person he's been training with his entire life. I was so going to say, I think that might have been the best thing for him is like, you know what? He's the guy that trained him. Let him stretch this out a little bit. Yes. And even the guys he's been he's been fed, the, the person he won the uh, the NXT North American Championship from, a student of his father's uh, and someone that he no doubt has known for most of his life. So what Dominic has done is... Uh, uh, he obviously every match he's he's going to have it's not going to be lucha style. It's the one he's most comfortable in, and we have a great dominant Mysterio match. It's against someone 
excuse me, if not his dad, then someone like his dad. Um, but the seeing him adapt to other styles, seeing him wrestling, uh, you know, in the ring with, uh, against Seth, against um, Kevin Owens, against uh, Sammy, uh, it does great for him because he can hold his own. He's taken a few shots too, gotten a few potatoes, and you know he's taking his lumps. They're not taking it easy on him. Uh, speaking of Seth, I'm sorry. Speaking of Kevin and Sammy. Kevin's out for quite a while, and it bothers me that they haven't addressed the World Tag Team Championship. Also, exactly the because fuck did I miss Kevin's uh Kevin um uh broken yeah, but uh, I'm broken ribs, but I mean cartilage damage. So oh, <clears throat> he's going to be out for um months. Um, completely sorry. But they, yeah, and, and that's understandable. But because they have not addressed, they the haven't mentioned it, yeah, at all. And one time, and I'm thinking, and, and Sammy's been wrestling hurt. Um, you know, he's been selling his arm, but I'm hoping it's weird they address the um the women's tag team championship because Sonya Deville tore ACL, so she's out, and they address that. Um, but. I thought if they could address the World Tag Team title, either have a tournament, because that would be the perfect opportunity to put the belts on Imperium. Because oh, God, yeah. that's a group that not A, not only needs wins, but you need to establish that tag team and not just Gunther as Gunther's flunkies. Yes, correct. Because that's what, to me, that's what killed the Usos. The Usos were World Tag Team champions for the longest time, but Anyone who was challenging Roman just beat the crap out of him one on two. Drew McIntyre beat them both without Kevin Owens beat them both up. You know, Sammy beat them both up by himself. Um, you need to get Imperium over. And as much as I'm, I'm the reason why I'm so hot on having a them addressing the tag team championship and and maybe holding them up and having a tournament. Because not only could you showcase Imperium, but they can showcase, dare I say it, they're calling, they're not calling them the new Hurt Business, but they're calling them the Suit Profits. But have you seen this? I I missed the name, apparently. Yeah. I'm Bobby okay. Lashley uh, has uh, recruited the Street Profits given them suits, turned them heel, and they're now the suit profits. But seeing street profits as heels, I mean, okay. it, it cuts into Imperiums. Yeah, I think they should, be, they, they should be the top heel team uh, sure. in the, the WWE since... Why, why do they gotta be heels? I don't understand. Not per Imperium. The, the suit profits. Why do they gotta be heels? Uh, the street, it wasn't working. I could see it. Um, they needed to do something. Mm -hmm. I just thought it was getting it was to me it was getting old. Um, and I thought they could they went as far as they could go. I mean, they already have it now that the Dan as now that the new day is back. Another thing you might have missed. Um, they don't yeah, need to. Okay, well we. WWE doesn't need two happy-go-lucky black tag teams. Their quota is one. 
Yeah, yeah, you're right. Well, shit. So, um, nah, that's my bed. I guess I'll sleep in it. <laughs> but uh, I. But again, all this is is determined on whether they actually announce what they're going to do with the tag team championship because right now there isn't any. There's there's no Usos, and there's no Kevin and Sammy. So uh, now will be the a time to put the belts on Imperium, or and focus them as a new heel team. Uh, but if you want to have the, the street street profits at heels, maybe um, don't put them on the same. Put them on SmackDown, or don't put them on the same card as as Imperium. And I know I'm going off on a tangent here, but isn't it funny yeah, how right remember? Now. Remember the big deal they made about the brand split that means absolutely nothing now? Yeah. Who knew that was going to happen? That's another thing that bothers me about having two titles. You, you can create two titles, but you can't put a team on another show? Why Why is that the line? You bastards. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get it. I I've I've never gotten it. Um, I mean they've kept Seth off of uh, SmackDown or they've kept Seth off of whatever show Roman's on. Yeah, this week. So that's look how difficult that thing. was. Yeah, but ah, uh, Craig. Before we sound too curmudgeon me. Yes, curmudgeon curmudgeon. Too late, curmudgeon me. Too late. Uh, uh, I think it's time for a story because we both got to go to Petty Buys. Yes, we do. We're very, we're very old, man. One of we're us, very old. Yeah, one of us getting older by the day. Oh God. Yeah. Um, Listen, I just want to put this out here, out there, since nobody, I haven't been able to put it out there yet with my ESP. All yeah. I want for my birthday is a shout out from a certain radio show, and perhaps a Genesis song played. That's Ooh. all I want for my. That's all I would like for my fortieth birthday. I'm just putting that out there. So okay. if anybody who knows them, <laughs> well, I got a shout out on my birthday on, on mm. our favorite radio station. Even though I had I to, heard it. I <laughs> that came from me texting Casey. By the way, right. uh, oh, okay. Well, can you give me his number? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll do it. Um, I'll do it for you tomorrow. Um, not you, not, not only will I do it for you, Dan, but 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 yes, I do it for you. Will you do it? Will you do it to me? Yeah. I never did it for her, so I'll do it to you. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'm Bob yeah. Bananas. Hi, how you doing? Everyone? Take over before I say too much. I will take over before you say too much, uh, because as much as we're talking about uh wrestling now and ratings, um <gasps> back in the day that was a, a big deal. Um, even when uh it wasn't a big deal to some. Uh, television ratings drove a lot of the success of wrestling organizations, and it was the main source of revenue for a lot of wrestling organizations, and it was the TV ratings that kept them afloat. And it was viewership, uh, because what you saw on TV would get people to come out to the matches. And that's what they did, folks. They went out to the matches when wrestling was on every single day of the week, in one of the 50 states, and it was in coliseums, in arenas, in high school gymnasiums, in some cases stadiums, uh, and at TV tapings and TV studios where there would be angle after angle, week after week, and 
nothing but 52 weeks of excitement. And for this special edition of the Wrestling Historian, this will be the last Wrestling Historian ever starring Dan Calachico in his 30s. This scares the shit out of me. What the (laughs) fuck, Craig? That's not funny. Oh, I mean, it is, but it's not. (laughs) Oh, my God. What? I'm going to go kill myself now. You're not. You can't kill yourself. Oh, my God. (laughs) I'm like, what? He's going to retire. Oh, you son of a bitch. Coming in, uh, we're going to go back to August 11th, 1977. You give that boy a heart attack, dude. I'm so, <laughs> sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> August 11th, 1977. <laughs> uh, Tampa Sportatorium, Tampa, Florida. The opening bout uh of the card uh, from Championship Wrestling from Florida. Main event with Dusty Rhodes versus Don Morocco. But the big story, Dan, was the opening bout on August 11th, 1977, because it was a young Brian Blair going going against a big man who was from Florida, but making his professional wrestling debut. Brian Blair took on the challenge of big Terry Boulder. Ah, ah, yes, Big Terry Boulder. When we liked him better. Isn't yes. that ironic? That's uh, a better name than Hulk Hogan, I think, by the way. Yeah. That's uh, that's a WWE name if I've ever heard one. Yeah. Uh, and that would that he was Terry the Hulk Boulder after that. Uh then Sterling Golden. All right, Sexton Hardcastle, settle down. <laughs> God. Uh, yes, but um, making his uh, pro wrestling debut. Um, I'm sorry, it was uh, yeah, uh, the on his thirtieth uh, birthday. God damn it! Was he already thirty? Um, wait a minute. Uh, August of nineteen seventy-seven. Okay, no, he just turned seventy. Okay, he uh, Hulk Hogan turned seven years old on August eleventh. Um, so yeah, seven, so oh, um, was, 20. Was, yeah, no, wait a minute. It was, it could be 70. Uh, that means he was born in 1953, which means he was 24. When he okay, we got here. halfway there, yes. And I always appreciated when they had Horace, yes, in WCW that. Horace Boulder always got thrown out there. And I'm like, listen, I get that reference. As yeah. a young kid, I was like, I get it. That's He's got to be related to Hulk. And then you're like, oh, fuck, it's his nephew. <laughs> and that's still one of the nastiest fucking chair shots I've ever seen. Yes. Uh, and I'm talking years down the road. We'll talk about that. Throw, Find a way to finagle that into the historian one day, because I want to see that clip again. Okay. Even, even Giant, a.k.a. Big Show, looks down at the big fucking vial of blood that has leaked out of this man's head during the promo and goes looks down, bends down, which is really him just reaching down because he's 100 feet tall and him putting his hand in it going 
holy shit <laughs> like one of the best things ever so i always like that they worked that in like yeah no this is canon he's he's balder yeah um you know we right. we we missed um the week that was in uh professional wrestling um during uh last week's uh historian because uh we were busy uh but the week that was in 1980 was um uh, we'll say that for another time um oh, oh, oh what a tease <laughs> that's two heart attacks this week well it cuz it happened on august 2nd uh august uh 8th and august 9th in 1980 in the same week in 1980 oh no uh, do it please uh August second because I don't have the 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 numbers were on a different. Oh okay okay sheet. we'll wait we'll wait. We'll uh, but I'll, I'll give you the, the the big um because I had the attendance August second nineteen eighty was the Superdome show, um that drew the still the highest uh grossing show in the history of the Superdome twenty eight thousand fans uh for the main event, which was a blinded junkyard dog against Michael Hayes. And the uh, semi-main event was the Freebirds, Terry Gordy and Buddy Roberts, going against Dusty Rhodes and Buck Robley. Terry Gordy was only 19 uh, at the oh time. And he was in the main event of, at the Superdome, 28,000. So 28,000 came out to see the Freebirds uh, team up. And Michael Hayes in single competition going up against a blinded junkyard dog in the first dog collar match in uh in the south in the, no, the superdome sure about that uh yeah um <laughs> but uh but uh on the undercard of that superdome show hulk hogan versus andre the giant was on the undercard now, are you sure about that no, i am kidding. definitely no, sure I'm about totally that kidding. I, uh -huh. there's one man i would never question about wrestling uh but august 8th um Last Tangle in Tampa it was supposed to be Dusty Rhodes' last ever title shot against Whoops. then NWA champion Harley Race in Tampa Stadium. Um, it had 22,000 fans. Um, and uh, the undercard on that was Andre the Giant versus Ernie Ladd. The very next day, August 9th, 1980, showdown at Shea, 36,295 to see the cage match in the main event, Bruno Sammartino against his protege, Larry Zabisco. Um, Bob Backlund, the WWF heavyweight champion, teamed up with Pedro Morales to defeat the Samoans, the original Samoans, Afonsica, for the World Tag Team Championship. And on the undercard, Andre the Giant versus Hulk Hogan. So three is one week. Three different shows, um, and that the totals again. I said that I had the totals. Um, it was eighty-eight thousand um, total for those three, and I and combined they did a two hundred fifty thousand dollars in tickets sold, which would be about one point eight million a house um, back then. And adjusted for inflation, now would be uh, each one of them would be a million dollar gate. Thank God CM Punk is top of the ratings. <laughs> but so, um, that's not a shot at you, by the way. No. It's a general ratings comment. But the summer of 1980, um, professional wrestling was, um, yeah, at a zenith. Slightly hot. Yeah, slightly hot. Yeah. It's so hot, the fact that Hulk Hogan 
I, Andre the Giant wrestled all three of those matches, and Hogan wrestled in two of them against Andre in two different stadiums. And this is seven years before WrestleMania three. And oh, and by the way, in those two matches that Hogan wrestled Andre in the Superdome and at Chase Stadium, he slammed them both times. Are you saying that WWE doesn't always come up with ideas? I'm saying that. You lying piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, joke, yeah, folks. I'm I'm my goal is to have those numbers for you because I read them for you last year and I put them on. A yeah, I want to hear those again. Yeah, please. That's yeah. awesome. We will we reserve that for the next show, and I really intend on making it <laughs> uh, next week off. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> remember when we started the year doing every other day or every yes. other week, mm-hmm. and then we missed a bunch because I have been run ragged, and now we've done I think five in a row. <laughs> um, I like it, Craig. <laughs> I like Sorry. you too. That's okay. Uh-huh. I like you too, Monty. August thirteenth, nineteen ninety three. Can you believe? This was 30 years ago, Dan. Oh, fuck off. Yes, I know. God. Clash, Clash of Champions, <laughs> Daytona Beach. That uh, was a general fuck off, not you fuck off. I, I get you. Uh, but Clash of Champions, Daytona Beach, live on TBS. Uh, the New Horsemen, uh, Arn Anderson and Paul Roma, defeated the makeshift Steve team. Uh, Steve Austin and Steven Regal. Uh, Brian Pillman had injured his ankle and could not defend uh, his half of the World Tag Team Championship. So Steven Regal was a, a replacement partner and they would lose the WCW Tag Team Championship to Arn Anderson and Paul Roma. Sting would team up with Ric Flair to go up against the Kongs, King, and the original awesome Kong. Uh, Vader and uh, the debuting Davey Boy Smith. But of course, Clashy Champions Daytona Beach live on TBS is only known for one thing and one thing only. Is that Uncle Fred? I thought you were going there with it. I'm like, the, is that the one? I think it is. The debut. I think that was Uncle Fred of the Shockmaster. The debut, the debut, and the obvious end. Of <laughs> the first, game. last, and only appearance. <laughs> only appearance. I think he still wrestled the match, though. Yeah, I think did. it built up to the match where he came out and just like plaid, uh, 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 regular like jeans or something. I can't remember what he wore his tights, but he came mm-hmm. out without the helmet, and we we're like, oh, good. <laughs> but they they um, be, they bedazzled a stormtrooper helmet. Trooper helmet. That's still. It's still only the second part, best part of it. <laughs> uh, 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 no, that's the third best part of it. The the second best part of it is trip the trip itself, but the best part of it is fucking Oli off camera. I'm the shock bastard. You want a place to be? Yeah, come and get me. Shut the fuck up, Oli. Sir, you could probably still kick my ass from a wheelchair. With his big hands. Uh, but uh, and I still and it's still dusty laughing so hard that they thought I thought I was gonna have to get taken to hospital. And Jesse Ventura <laughs> remember Jesse Ventura on commentary laughing too. <laughs> Jesse was and Tony Shavani saying live TV. 
Yeah, live TV, and then but the best part is Bulldog thinking he's off mic enough, going, "He's a father of ours." <laughs> and then <laughs> flares, oh god, oh god, and just Sting <laughs> having to put that. Oh my god, this shit. We're to Darby Allen. Yeah, like the, like he's not put over a pile of turd before, or tried to. He put that over none other than. I, I honestly, I always forget he says that until it comes to that point. Because when he says none other than, and I'm like, none other than who? Who the fuck? I thought it was going to be anybody other than the Shotmaster. We didn't even know the Shotmaster was a thing on none other than. He's going to shock. Uh, the only thing worse would have been bringing RoboCop back up. Oh, no, that wouldn't have been better. He wouldn't have tripped. He would have walked over yeah. and seen it coming. Or El Gigante. That would have been better, too. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> agree to disagree. Well, at least <laughs> he was physically... Well, at least he was physically intimidating. I mean... <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Uh, but that uh, Clash of Champions, Dan, uh, from Daytona Beach, live on TBS, did a 3.8 rating. <laughs> a lot of people saw that man fall. Yeah, first. and that any fucking helmet. Yeah, and that was thirty years ago. So, and that's a, a number that both companies would kill for right now. I just love Dusty telling that put the, the helmet on the table, slammed the table right in front of Dusty, who's dying laughing almost. Goes, I fucked that up, didn't I? <laughs> yeah. Oh man! Uh, Thank which, you for that, Craig. You're welcome. Uh, which brings us to uh, August 16th. Uh, what? A, a landmark day in professional wrestling history because it involved one uh, one of our favorite targets. Um, but it, <laughs> it involves Vern Gagne because uh, on August 16th, 1960, Dan. Uh, Vern Gagne became the AWA champion for the first time, the first of 10 times. Um, Pat O'Connor was the reigning, defending, undisputed NWA champion, and he had been recognized by this new offshoot company, the American Wrestling Association, as its heavyweight champion uh, in May of 1968. Well, I thought I... I thought you heard. I heard you say it wasn't the AWA. It was called the American. It was okay, the American. I, my, my, I was looking right at the camera, looking right at you, and I my brain went high. That's right okay. You said that. I don't know why. Sorry. No. Um. Um. Pat O'Connor was the NWA heavyweight champion, and he was recognized as the world champion on this new offshoot wrestling organization in the Midwest called the American Wrestling Association. Yeah, I think they and he was recognized that in May of 1960, uh, and he was giving he was given 90 days because back then professional wrestling organizations were just that an organization that had board of directors and several promoters from across the country, um, telling you you know giving you um, instructions on who and when to defend your title. Well. Um, Pat O'Connor 
was given 90 days to wrestle the number one contender, which was Vern Gagne, uh, or be stripped of the title. Pat O'Connor, either because of his already full travel obligations being the NWA champion, or just his reluctance to wrestle Vern Gagne, uh, whatever reason, did not wrestle Vern Gagne. He was stripped of the newly formed AWA Heavyweight Championship, and that belt was awarded for the first time, for the first of 10 times, to Vern Gagne. So Vern, like he has, in out of his 10 reigns, three of them, the title was given to him. And this was the first. But yes, the first of 10 times that uh, Vern Gagne was the AWA champion. Uh, I want to go back earlier. Um, I talked about the the showdown at Shea in 1980. Um, one of the wrestlers on that card was um, on loan from the AWA, even though it was a WWF card. Uh, Greg Gagne took on Rick McGraw, quick draw Rick McGraw. And it was after the, the bout, um, when Hogan wrestled on that card, he wrestled Andre in Shea Stadium. And this has been the second time he had wrestled Andre that week. And he had his head down and he was almost in tears. And Greg said, what's up, big guy? He said, I'm, I'm no good. I'm terrible. I, I, I messed that all up. And um, Greg said, no, no, you're you're good. Like, look, look, if you want to get more seasoning or something or you want to um, stretch your wings out, why don't you come to the AWA? And that would be Hulk Hogan's next stop would be the AWA where he would find his first taste of popularity. Rocky three happened when he was in the AWA. The first time he came to the ring to eye the tiger was in the AWA. The first time he was selling out house shows everywhere he went was in the AWA. Uh, And the rest is history. And according to Greg Gagne, he was, um, the plan was to, um, to, uh, if not put the belt on him, he was going to have a series of matches with Andre because Andre was still going to the AWA under Vince McMahon Sr.'s permission, and they were going to have a string of house show matches throughout the AWA. Uh, and Hogan, after going to Japan, though, and having success there, and Vern selling his... Hogan's likeness in the AWA without Hogan's knowledge or and not wanting to split any of the money with him. Uh, Vince, we know the story, flew to Japan to recruit Hulk Hogan. And uh, one day, Vern Gagne got a telegram uh, from Postmark from Tampa, Florida, said, uh, I'm done. Um, I'm not coming back. And Vern thought it was from Eddie Graham. Because they used to rip, they used to rip each other. Oh, that sucks. Uh, so, Oops. so that was so that was in December. So January, St. <laughs> Paul, Minnesota, Hogan's <laughs> already been advertised, and the place is sold out. No Hogan. Greg calls him up. Hey, uh, Hulk, where are you, man? Hulk says, uh, "I'm not. I'm not there. I didn't Did he get my telegram. My letter? Yeah, <laughs> that he didn't sign. By the way." Uh, yeah, so that's how they found out that Hogan had left. 
the AWA. Amazing. And even though he was doing big business and selling out every major arena in the AWA territory, St. Paul, Minnesota had 18,000, Chicago, San Francisco, when they still ran there. And, you know, that started the great exodus, Hogan, and uh, when Vince signed him, okay, can I bring this guy? I like the way he interviews me. Gene Okerlund, sure. Can you bring this guy? Um, he'd be a great manager for me to go against. Bobby Heenan, sure. Can you bring this guy? He bumps good for me. Dave Schultz, sure. And on and on and went. Let's change the wrestling landscapes. History. Uh, but it started forever. Forever. Ever. Ever. Forever. 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 One year. <laughs> but all that took place August 16th. A date that will live in Fummy. Because it's one of the greatest dates in human history. Yes. And that, yes. gentlemen and ladies, is the wrestling historian. The last one. In the 30s. I'm not, I'm not doing it again. again. I'm not doing it again. No. And you know what's funny? It's going to post when the 30s are already over. <laughs> so I have to relive that as I edit it. Son of a bitch. <laughs> I did like I did like Casey's shout out to you the other day. You guys believe it? How do you think Craig is? <laughs> He's <I love> 57. <laughs> and you could tell when he said he was five steps away from saying, He's 50 fucking seven. But I like Preston's instantly. How old do you think Craig is? And Preston's that's blacked on crack. So he's 60. Hey, I wouldn't even mad at that because I'm like, you know, his logic's right. So I can't even be mad at yeah, it. I, I wasn't mad at it either. <laughs> that's one of the best things. Yeah, Went right for it. He goes, black dog crack. He's, he's 60. No, <laughs> close. close. I don't remember. Did Steve guess? No. Yeah. How old Steve's what your age? No, Steve's older than me. Steve's 60. Is he? No, Steve's 64. He doesn't, he is aged gracefully. He looks, yeah, he looks amazing. He, well, he look, you, speaking he look, of age gracefully, did you see uh, uh, Dave Raymond was on today? Yes. Whole, when they <laughs> said, because I saw the pictures first and, you know, I listened to the show after work because I just, yeah. it, it ain't happening during work. Mm -hmm. And because um, I saw it advertised, I'm like, Oh, the best friend. Oh, that's the original fanatic. And then I'm listening to the intro, and he says the original fanatic. I'm like, did he say that wrong? No. I'm I watching it. Losing on all YouTube. that juice. Yeah, I'm watching it on YouTube. YouTube. Yeah. And he said, "What he's 67." It's like you're what? I'm like, yeah. My dad's Amazing. 69. Noise. Yeah. My mom just to turned his 89. credit though. Yeah. Your mom's eight. Your mom don't look eighty nine. Mm -mm. No, it's, my mom's sixty eight. She don't look sixty eight. We are blessed <laughs> by beautiful women. I want to recognize that. We are, and good looking dudes. Mm -hmm. What were you gonna say to his credit? Whose credit? You said you were you were gonna say to his credit, and he stopped. Well, who were we talking about? Yeah, Dave Raymond. Oh, I was gonna say losing all those fluids in that fucking suit. Yeah. You know, the man was exercising without trying. Mm -hmm. I mean, not that he wasn't yeah, being 100% active on the hottest days of the years as the fanatic in that big fucking suit. Yeah. He wasn't exercising. He was, though. You know what I mean? Like, so yes. doing all that, he was just like, 
and to be 98. this was and this was the 19th in the 70s at the vet on that astroturf that oh, was wow. at least 120 that injured everybody and made everybody yeah Ugh. yes that ended the Ugh. career of many an athlete particularly michael urban um you heard the joke about the um how deep the hatred between the cowboys and the eagles go no because of michael urban Mm-mm. uh michael urban um for those, he's, he, for those of you don't who don't know uh michael urban um hall of fame wide receiver for the dallas cowboys uh his career ended right here in philly um he fell headfirst on the vet stadium astroturf which is just sandpaper on top of concrete and um, he didn't move for a, a while, and he was carted off on a stretcher right here in Philly at the vet. And the fans cheered when he was carted when he was carted off on the stretcher. And yeah, they cheered. The thing is, yes, we cheered, but we didn't know he was hurt. Okay, we cheered. Yes, when he got off the we clapped, but we didn't know he was hurt. I didn't. I cheered. No, I'm kidding. We didn't know he was hurt. No, we just no, thought we just thought he was dead. Yeah, <laughs> I knew it was coming. I knew it was fucking coming. <laughs> That's how deep the hatred goes. And you can follow me on Twitter. <laughs> the words and opinions of Craig Lagans are absolutely endorsed by Dan Kalachuk. <laughs> Fuck that boys. Yes. Fuck All due respect boys. to their fans that I know that are friends of mine. Fuck them boys. Yes. And I and know I, you say fuck Philly. It ain't personal. It's just mm-hmm. business. It is business. Price to do a business. I have family members too that love them boys and fuck them boys and too. I hope they die. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. All of them are really. carted off. <laughs> and you could follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and on Facebook at Craig Lagans. C-R-A-I-G-L-I-G-G-E-O-N-S. H-I-A-C Talk Radio is where you should go to listen to the show. And if you're on your smartphone, I didn't even do that on purpose. I saw the Eagle shirt and immediately my mouth went smaller. Uh, (laughs) If you're on your smartphone, uh, even when I don't try to sound like it, it sounds like it. Uh, I said something today and I don't remember what it was, but I could feel everybody's uh, head that could hear me at work, which is down a long hallway. I can feel everybody just go. Fuck is that? What did you just say? Never mind. <laughs> um, if you're on your smartphone, type in HIC Talk Radio Network. The studio, subscribe, follow, like, subscribe. Uh, press play. Hit mute after you press play on your computer. I don't give a shit. Just uh, hit play. Just listen to the show. Um, for Craig, I did it right this time. Uh, unless you're a Cowboys fan, everybody else, keep it on the paper. <laughs>